0: Whoa! Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hawley of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. Now, guys, I'm recording this on my iPhone, man. I'm doing it the 8-mile way, you feel me? I'm winging it. I'm going off the dome. Because we're in full-blown movie mode, and I want to make sure we don't miss a week of the podcast. Because when we drop the movie, that's just important to me, story-wise, like Dan... Those dudes were consistent, no matter what, no matter who was listening, those boys were consistent. So I just want to give you guys a quick update on the movie, and then both Riley and Lexi are going to interview the film's editor, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Del Ponte, and I I don't know what they're going to ask him, quite honestly. I have no idea how they're going to run the interview, but Jimmy and I have been going to bat with the movie. With that being said, we are currently formulating our fifth cut of the movie. It is by far the funnest part of editing is right now because the body of the movie is there and now we're pretty much toning it. You know what I'm saying? We're doing bicep curls with the movie. We're not doing a bench press. We're not doing compound movements. We're just doing little tweaks here and there. We know what it's going to look like, but they're just little specific details that we're trying to work out. Now, once that's done, we have all of the troops ready to go to war to put the sauce on the movie. So as soon as Jimmy and I, I'm assuming in the next two weeks, conservatively, I think we'll probably be before that, lock in with the picture lock. We are then going to ship the movie off to an eclectic mix of people. These people are sound. My guy Leo. Leo's actually already started to mix some of the sound. And so in sound, what he's gonna do is make it sound more robust, make it sound more like a movie. Leo's a super accomplished rap audio engineer and producer, and this is his first movie he's working on, so he's stoked. And uh, I got nothing but trust in this dude. No bullshit. Then We also have certain VFX being worked on right now in the movie by Tim Montgomery downtown at Finnish Boston. He's a super experienced VFX artist and he traditionally works with businesses and corporate clients so when a movie comes across for these guys and they're able to do crazy shit VFX wise it's like yo this is awesome. So Tim and I have known each other since the start of this project, and I was like, dude, I want you to do this certain section of the movie for us. Then there's another specific VFX portion that we're working out. And that portion of the movie, I have not fully penned down who's gonna do it yet, but I have a good lead on these dudes in Chicago who are hustlers, they work super hard they're a tandem between Chicago and Puerto Rico and so once that's penned down and we're all happy with the situation I will keep you updated we have a 3D modelist working on the movie right now for a certain animation section of the movie and he's in Sweden his name's Anton pretty cool huh I thought he was pretty cool I'll be honest with you guys to land the second VFX artist that I was just mentioning I've had to hop on like 20 different Zooms with random people and I've been on Zooms with people in Vancouver, Sweden, UK, India. You know, it's super important to me that this project remains entirely Boston centric, but the VFX pool is very small in Boston. So I had to go out of the city for it. Everything else is pretty much all Boston except for our colorist. Just signed the colorist contract yesterday The colorist's name is Benny Karras. Benny, I hope I'm saying your last name right. And Benny's Brooklyn-based. He's actually, as he edits the color on our project, he's actually working on a reboot of MTV Cribs because MTV's bringing Cribs back. So he'll be editing a portion of MTV Cribs while he's doing color on our movie, which I thought was pretty cool because... If you guys know my story a little bit, my first big Coach Connie video five years ago was when I actually emulated a Cribs episode in my college dorm. Anyway, that was back when I was a young buck. Now I'm a young Jerry Bruckheimer over here in Boston. That's how I'm feeling. If you guys don't know Jerry Bruckheimer, he's like the most accomplished film producer of all time. Anyway, just reflecting real quick, because I'm just trying to be honest about documenting everything. Um this part is fun for me this part is super fun managing all the different portions and having one central goal and getting everybody on the same page about the goal this is super fun and then not having to dig so deep meticulously on the edits as i've said a couple times to you guys already digging deep on the edits is super super tough for me that has been the thing that's required the most discipline is sitting down every morning, taking a look, and making these tactical edits. They are so vital, so vital to the success of the movie. And over time, I've seen how it's compounded, but that has been so tough on me. No bullshit. But uh, with that being said, we got a movie in the works, man. We got a real deal movie in the works. I think you guys are going to see it, and I'm praying to God you guys love it. Most everyone who's involved has really enjoyed it thus far, but I'm praying to God you guys like it. And I think you guys will see it and you'll be like, damn, this is actually a movie. Like, this is really a movie. This isn't like a, a sketch or a video or just something they pull together. No, this is a legit movie. That'd be sick. I'm super excited to share it with you guys. I'm really excited to give it to the entire city, market it everywhere. Um, it's really unique. Now, with that being said, a portion I'm working on today, specifically in the movie is I'm getting licensing for all the music in the movie. Now, I know most of the artists involved in this in the soundtrack. So I just have to call them up and say, Dude, I just want your blessing. I really hope you're happy with it, blah, blah, blah. There are some specific calls I have to make to music studios, which is going to be a somewhat arduous process because you have to go through a bunch of people. And we are also refining the final scene to the movie today. So that's what today brings. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Jimmy. Jimmy's a great guy. You can ask him. We're both pumped right now, but we have not been fully pumped and on the same page the entire process. We've had to go to war and grind through it. That's how you, in my experience, that's how you make relationships with people. You got to go through a little bit of pain, man. You do. And uh, Jim's been awesome, though, too, delegating out all the pieces to people, like all the parts of the movie that people need. He's been real easy communication with everybody else involved. So... I'm glad it's been me and Jimmy going to war with this thing. Can't forget to mention Jack. Jack's helping, helped a ton on the edits. Now, uh, with that being said, you guys know, if you get any value from this episode, just share it with a friend. You guys, will, I'll give you another one of these movie updates soon. And all uh, of my brethren, Lexi, Riley, Jimmy, take it away.
1: Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter. Okay, perfect. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of GDP, The Director's Cut. It has been quite a few minutes since we've done this, but we have the wonderful Jimmy Del Ponte back for a second time. How are you, Jimmy? Hello,
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Good. I'm trying to think the last time you were here. I guess we, oh, we were in Apple Cinemas when I interviewed Duke, right? Um, no, we were in Connor's house when I interviewed you. We Duke. were,
2: yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe how much time has passed. So that, was,
1: that was probably like August. So that was right. I think that was before anything had been filmed or maybe like the first day of filming had started, but I think that was it.
2: Yeah. Just like a small chunk had been filmed, but um, I think that was even before I've, I signed on as the editor.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you were um, you were just doing audio then, right?
2: Yeah, I was like I was doing a whole bunch of stuff like slating and like lighting and all that. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back.
1: Yeah. So I guess my first question is, what have you been up to since then?
2: Um, it's been a lot of uh, it's been a lot of editing. I've been down here in my studio, uh, cracking away at the film with Connor, he he would pop in a couple times and we have some meetings on Zoom. Um, Also just been like producing music on the side and like uh, anything like that really, it's just down here in my studio, it's my den.
1: (laughs) What kind of music do you produce?
2: Um, So I do like pop music and I'm in a, uh, like a pop duo with my brother, Joey and um we're currently working on an ep and um eventually we're going to be shooting some music videos and releasing that uh a little before the summer so it's exciting
1: that's really cool do you do any um like instruments or anything or is it all samples
2: so right now it's like so it's kind of hard it's what with covid and everything it's hard for us to get into a studio and like Mm -hmm. and actually record um but we both play like instruments. I play piano and drums and my brother does like, he does piano and bass and guitar and all that. We both sing. Um, but yeah, so far it's just been like electronic and like synthesizers and that's kind of what we've been experimenting with.
1: Do you sing on them at all or no? Yeah. You do? I do. That's so cool. Do you, um, so do you do all, do you do the composing and the songwriting then?
2: Yeah. Um, and it's really cool because, like, my brother's here right now. He's upstairs. Um, we'll, like, we'll send each other files over email and just, like, like, I'll come up with a melody and send it to him. And he'll send me back, like, lyrics, like, like in, like, an iPhone video. And just I'll be like, wow, that was quick. Uh, and then he'll come down and record it down here. And um, it's, like, a really fun, like, collaboration method, just how we've adapted in COVID. Um, but, Yeah.
1: That is very cool. I'm actually semi-familiar because my brother went to school for audio engineering and he does that too. So I know like, yeah, send me the stems or whatever. Like, Yeah, like yeah exactly.
2: He's always sending me stems. I'm like, you gotta just bounce me everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, that's what we've been keeping busy. So
1: do you have a approximate release date for your EP or is it just vibes right now?
2: Um, we're, we're currently sitting on like, like 10 songs but we're still not sure if we want to like release them in chunks mm-hmm. um but I think it's gonna be like it was April right now maybe June Around June, June or something. yeah yeah ready for Sooner, summer mm, yeah that's the goal
1: <laughs> what I think what surprised me when I first learned about the music industry is kind of what you were describing and how um musicians will have like tons of songs ready but they just won't release them and that they'll schedule them out I just I didn't realize that there was such a like a vault that most musicians have
2: yeah it's and it can like it can get pretty cluttered at times it's like um I think a lot of musicians I know I struggle with this um like they're they're not sure when to release or or Mm -hmm. like when the right time is um if if they should release a music video or not or a lyric video or just drop the song and like Just have that. And like a lot of people end up not like they sit on songs for so long, they don't end up releasing them until like months or like a year later.
1: Yeah. It's like, Mm
2: -hmm. I think that's a pretty bad habit to get into because like you should just like when a song's ready, like, I mean, unless you have like a music video in the works, I feel like you should just drop it or like whip up like a lyric video or something
1: yeah that's what I was gonna ask. If you think there's a benefit to like saving songs so they have more of like an artistic like motif across them? like you want to save songs so they're all similar, so an album works better or do you prefer like releasing as you go? I,
2: i'm I'm definitely a fan of of saving songs and like building up like an actual like like constructing like a like we'll do like a mood board and like like how can like what songs did that we produce like work together and like, construct like a story and like how can we build this like like a universe in our songs um but also it's like sometimes a song is just like best released as is like a single and we've done that many times
1: Mm -hmm. have you um filmed any music videos yet for any of your songs
2: um the last music video that i shot was for a song called mess you up and that was that was also for our group i don't know if i said that already Mm -hmm. um but that was in august i think Mm -hmm. and that was just like super run and gun like i i i still had a camera rented out from my school and we just like went and walked around somerville and just shot some stuff and i did some vfx with like i put like ufos in the sky and um just to get something out there but like uh yeah it's been a while um -hmm. and a lot of it's just been like building up the music vault uh waiting to release
1: Mm -hmm. and you graduate you were graduated the last time I talked to you right yeah nice so this has been your little post-grad project doing the movie and then your little music side project yeah yeah that's awesome and you think that that's been fulfilling over the past I guess six months
2: yeah definitely it's it's been a really good outlet like a creative outlet having to film to edit because like I love editing it's like and I have OCD so like it's it's perfect for me to like express or like I don't know like exercise that part of my brain that needs like organization and all that um and also to have like music on the side to express myself and like how I'm feeling and like throughout the whole thing it's been it's been great
1: how do you think editing songs and producing music differs from editing the movie?
2: Um, that's a good question. I, I feel like there's actually a lot of similarities um, because like uh, it only in when we started adding like music and like audio like cues to the film, did it start really coming together and it like really like, like, brought you into this world and like made you feel it makes you feel immersed um and that's something that like that I love about music is is like it's like a three-minute song can have can tell such a, a deep story and when you have like such detailed like meticulously placed audio tracks throughout a film it's like you're just you're just enriching that story so much more um and I feel like without without music in a film, it's like, unless that's like your goal, if you're doing like an experimental film, like mm-hmm. it's different, but, you know, having music in a film is so crucial and it's like, Connor will, will even attest to that. It's like, makes such a difference.
1: So how did you, um, how did you get on board for editing the GDP movie?
2: Um, I think, so Connor and I had been talking for a while, he hit me up, earlier in the summer and it was just kind of like, like, keep this on your radar. Um, we'll, we'll contact you if, you know, we'll see what's up. I think, so originally I just, I was helping out on set um, and uh, it just kinda, it just, it feels like it just happened. Like he called me one day, he was like, so like, like, what do you think about editing? And I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> and it just, it just happened. And, and five months have gone by and here I am. <laughs> how
1: do you think, um, how do you think that the, now that you're five months deep, how do you think the work has differed from what you expected it to be?
2: Um, so it's just, I'm like thinking about it now. And, and I talk to Connor about this all the time. It's like, just watching because i edited every scene like individually and then i brought them all together in one big like timeline mm-hmm. and it's so different it's it's like i would edit it just for the conversation or like whatever like the the action is in the film in the scene and and then i'd go back and like we'd we'd tweak it we'd shorten it we'd uh add music and then once you add music and and like all these audio cues, cues, like crescendos and all that. um, It really, like, you know, like, oh, we got to cut this part here. We need to lengthen this bit here. Um, It becomes a totally different thing. And it's, it's like thinking back to what it was before that, before like adding all these elements to it, it. It's, it's a totally different project. And like, it feels like it just, it's, it's just grown so much. Uh, yeah how
1: does it feel to edit because i know you were on set for some of the scenes how does it feel to edit some of the scenes you're on set for how does that difference play out in your head
2: um it's definitely it's it's really interesting i mean watching a scene evolve it's also kind of weird because like you're you're there and you're watching it unfold and you're not really thinking about i especially wasn't thinking about like how is this going to be edited but like um It's just, it's just like a funny feeling to, I kind of pull myself out of it. Like I, in all the scenes that like I'm editing that I was like there for, um, I don't, I don't think of that. I don't think of like the crew behind the, behind the camera. I I just think of like, like what's in front of me, like who's in the scene. And it just, it feels like a real, it feels like I'm watching a story unfold. And I think that's like, you know, especially that's, that's like, A testament to to frank and you know his dp skills and it just makes you feel like you're living in a world you know it's like not you're not even watching a movie i don't know
1: (laughs) exactly and um i know this obviously is not one of your first editing experiences but is this one of the first big projects that you've edited for
2: absolutely yeah the longest thing that i've edited was like maybe 10 minutes or 12 minutes before this (laughs) and going from that to a roughly 45 minute film, it's probably going to be shorter after this. Um, it's, it's just such a jump and like, I've I've learned so many things. It's like I have a whole journal. keeping tabs on like (laughs) everything that I'll do different the next time I (laughs) I'm editing a film.
1: What are some things that you think you'll do different next time?
2: Definitely organization. Um, I'm I'm O C D but like I have had O C D but I also am like ADHD. It's I'm I'm a fucking mess. But um <laughs> yeah, it's um I actually got this book and I'm just gonna do a plug real quick.
1: Yeah, do a plug.
2: <laughs> but Art of the Cut. This has really helped me. Um and it it just has a lot of like um just stories from editors around the world and like talking about like um, major motion pictures and, and horror stories of organization skills, like, or the lack thereof. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I know I'm not the only one with like kind of poor organization skills. Also like they're, they, you know, they give you tips on like how to fix that. And like, just like from the get go, like what to do. And it's like, Oh wow. Just this tiny little tweak, this one thing that I could have done to like just, it's like a domino effect. You don't you don't do this one thing and it just kind of like eventually it doesn't crumble, but it's like you see, like, oh yeah, that, that would have really helped in the beginning. But um, there's yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, organization is key.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you edit on individual scenes, what specifically are you going through and you looking for?
2: I'm I'm looking for so like the key, like the dialogue. Keeping that in mind, because that's like, like, what's what's the goal of the scene? Like, how is it gonna, how is it gonna, like, fuel the rest of the film? Like, carry what's carrying the scene, and if it's like, if it's like an action, or if it's like one piece of like dialogue that like the main actor says, or or something, that's like, that's what you want to kind of, at least that's how I do it. I I construct the scene around that. Um, And of course, you know, if it's like, if it's like buried in the conversation, you want to edit for the conversation, you want to make it like, you know, give a good pacing, don't rush it or rush. It depends on like the mood. If it's like super anxious, like you might want to rush it. Um, there's actually a scene in here that like is like very like high tension. Uh, it's a very anxious moment, uh, calls for like quick editing or quick cuts. Um, but yeah, I'd look for I'd look for cues like that. And that definitely helps.
1: Do you have a, a favorite like style of scene that you like to edit?
2: Um I like I like awkward moments. Like if it's like an awkward conversation or if it's just like an like a strange encounter. Um, I like just like long long periods of time, like maybe like it feels a little too long. Like <laughs> there's a there's a lot of moments in this film where it like it calls for that.
1: What was I going to ask you next? Oh, um how far are you on editing the film right now?
2: Um I'd say we're we're like halfway through maybe like the last round of, of edits, like the last maybe there's probably going to be one more round of edits after this, but they're getting quicker, so it's like we've already sent off like a good portion of the beginning of the film to <laughs> sound and after that we're going to be sending out um the entire film to color or to vfx and then Mm -hmm. color and uh it's close it's it's almost done
1: are you getting excited or sad
2: i'm getting. it's it's a it's emotional um it is definitely exciting though it's like um it's it was hard to see this moment like When I was starting, I was like, I don't know when this is going to be done, but like um, coming to this, this point in time, it's like, it's so it's like refreshing and like, it's just another burst of energy, like of excitement.
1: I know Connor early on the beginning kind of struggled to find an editor for the project because he wanted someone that he thinks um, really fit his tone and his pacing for the movie. How do you think that you were able to achieve that?
2: Um... I don't know. I, maybe it was just, um, I feel like one of the things that I take like pride in with editing is like I can adapt to like a director's like style or like or what they're going for. Um, and I feel like, like there's that flexibility that I, f- I feel like might be, it's like, because when you, editors are so different. It's like, it's like how writers can be different. They have like a different editing style. And I feel like there's just something that clicked with, with Connor and I, um, that he, he saw in my work, I guess, or, um, I don't know. It's maybe it's just a match made in heaven. Cause it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun working with him. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a ride.
1: And now that you're almost done with the project, what are, I know it's hard because you've been, you've been with it for so long, but how do you feel about the movie now that you've kind of seen it for so long?
2: I feel really, really good. It's, it's like, I don't, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to see right now. Like, um, I think once, once color and like VFX and sound are all, once it's done, I mean like I haven't seen the film like I don't know what it's going to look like after VFX is added mm-hmm. like I'm just so used to seeing like the barren like 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 low like no color raw footage um but like I'm I'm so excited to see how like the other editors are going to you know put their sauce on this film as Connor says all the time that I'm talking <laughs> like Connor um but uh it's, I'm, I couldn't be more excited to see how it comes out. I know it's like, it's, my mind is blown. Like I don't like with like the edits that Connor provides, Connor and Jack both provide. Um, and again, that the audio, like the music is, it's great. I, I like it so far. The people that Connor's like has shown the film to, like he, he's telling me that they're getting pumped and that's pumping me up.
1: And Jimmy, what do you think is next for you after the GDP movie?
2: Um, so I'm I'm definitely going to be pursuing music, um, like the projects that I currently have lined up. Finishing the EP, um, I have another uh, short film, a short horror film that I haven't signed on to yet. But I may be editing that. It's about like it's like 25 pages, so that's exciting. Um, but I'm definitely gonna be producing some music videos and doing that music stuff.
1: That's super exciting. Is there anything else you wanna plug before we let you go?
2: Um, yes, check out Dell on Spotify or on Bandcamp too. Um, we're posting like short comedy sketches. It's me and my brother, that's our band. Uh, it's one of our bands. Yeah, we have so many bands mall cops is our other band if you want to check those uh those guys out too um but yeah just i guess my music that's what i want to plug
1: perfect and how do you spell del
2: d-e-l
1: d-e-l perfect okay jimmy since this is your second golden hour that makes it your platinum hour do Whoa. you remember how to do the outro or do you want me to explain it i know it's been a hot minute
2: please please explain <laughs>
1: okay perfect i'll do it i'll do it real quick so you go, you're you gonna go hi my name is jimmy del ponte and this is my platinum hour and then hi my name is jimmy del ponte and that was my golden hour okay, okay. See if I don't screw this
2: up. hi i'm jimmy del ponte and this is my platinum hour good moving hi i'm oh, gonna do that again <laughs> that hi. <high. laughs> Hi, I'm Jimmy Del Ponte, and that was my Platinum Hour.
1: Ooh, that's perfect. I see your Mall Cops shirt. That's sick. Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) This is Mall Cops.